You're listening to BNI, the Australian Story podcast, brought to you by BNI Australia, Australia's largest business referral organisation. For more information how your business can benefit from BNI and to find your local chapter, go to our website at bni.com.au. Now, here are your hosts, Veronica Lizamato and Brent Edwards. Hi, everybody. My name is Veronica, and welcome to episode number 35 of BNI, The Australian Story. Good morning to our executive director, Mr. Brent Edwards. Hello, Veronica. Great to see you again for this week and uh, and our producer, Steve, for another episode, which will be a little bit different, I believe. It is going to be a little bit different today. We thought we've been talking to so many fantastic members across Australia about their BNI success stories. Today, we thought we would help members share an opportunity to join BNI with people who might like to create their own BNI success story by joining BNI and becoming a member of a chapter. So just before we get started, BNI Australia is a powerful and collaborative business organisation built on relationships, and relationships are an essential part of any credible marketing strategy. BNI is Australia's premier business networking organisation, and our service is designed to offer its members the opportunity to create business relationships, share ideas, contacts, and most importantly, business referrals. So today we're going to be asking all the questions that are most commonly asked by people who are either looking to visit a BNI chapter or who have visited and still still may have some questions. So, Brent, my first question to you. Why do people join BNI? Why do people join BNI? Well, that's a great question, B. And the reason why people join BNI, there's a lot of different reasons. But the first one usually is to achieve their version of success in business and grow their business, uh, to connect with other business people and collaborate with those business to bring more business through their door. That's the primary reason why most people are a part of our organisation. But what they find is once they come in after joining for the referrals, then they uh, find the benefits of building relationships. Then they find the benefits of having a marketing team, the benefits of people actually being able to refer their clients to the best people and salt and you know, have solutions for their clients. And then they find out about the education. And then they get the personal development from what they do out of this. So it, it really starts with the referrals and starts with them trying to achieve their own success in business. But then it opens up a world so much more. And as we've heard from a lot of our guests on this podcast, you know, that's what they've come into. You know, they're seeing the dollars amount usually when they've come into it. And that's why people actually, you know, be a part of it to grow their business. But then they find out there's a world uh, of other things within B&I that they can explore and get benefit from. So there's really, in the B&I membership, there are, we talk about hidden elements in the agenda as such. There's hidden elements in B, in the BNI membership that a lot of people go, wow, I, I didn't really think that I'd improve as a public speaker. I didn't really think I'd have a, a, a group of 30, 40 people to actually uh, help my cli- solve my clients' problems, which helps them stay with me as well. I, I didn't really think that I would get so much better at business from being a part of this. And, um, you know, the original thing, while it's great, it's still there, it it becomes a little bit insignificant. You know, we still need the business coming in, but uh, but a lot of things actually overshadow that. I had a fantastic um, email come through from one of our members, Jess, 
who also said that until she joined BNI, she actually didn't realise it came, the membership came with BNI University. So she thought maybe sharing that BNI has some amazing resources that become available when you become a member, that you don't pay any extra for, that help with your business and personal development. And she just listed off a few courses that are available on BNI, which I thought were really fantastic. Key elements and strategies for an effective presentation, building trust, understanding mindset and improving focus, creating visibility and credibility, how to succeed in uncertain times, get twice as much done and do what matters, overcoming the fear of public speaking, being a thoughtful entrepreneur, how to find quality referrals, creating and tracking goals, maximising productivity while working from home. These are just a few of the courses that are part of BNI University and, and it's huge, isn't it? The, the curriculum is massive. Well, one of our life... Uh, one of our core values is lifelong learning. And what we'd like to say is when you stop learning, you stop earning. And being our university, we've only really had it for the last few years, but it's a real great value add for being on membership. There is tens of thousands of hours of, of courses on there that you can do to upskill yourself. And people think that it's all about how to do B&I, but it's so much more. There is so many other things there to help you as a business person. And if you were to subscribe to that in the outside world, it'd probably cost you, you know, $100 a month or something to subscribe to a service like that. Uh, you're around $1,000 per year. And as part of this, you're getting that as part of your BNI membership and access to this fantastic resource, which is also available in app form. So you don't have to be sitting behind a PC to do BNI University things. Uh, there's some content that's audio only, so you can play it in the car while you're driving somewhere. Um, there's some content that uh, you can download on the app and do courses on the app. So if you're sitting waiting for an appointment somewhere or waiting for something else or you're on the train travelling somewhere, you can get out the app and do a BNI Uni course. So that, putting on your makeup like I do every time I get up in the morning, put my ear pods in and I'm listening to BNI Uni or podcasts off YouTube of Ivan Meisner or anything really. I just put in BNI in Google and uh, whatever comes up, it's fantastic to listen to. Yeah, so, you know, all these resources have come from 35 years, over 35 years experience that BNI has gotten. You know, this organisation was started by Dr Ivan Meisner 35 years ago with a... Um, you know, with a single sheet of paper and uh, as an agenda typed out in a typewriter, as we spoke about last week, and uh, and that's flourished to to what it is now. So, as an organisation in the realm we do, there is no other organisation in the world that is well resourced as well resourced as us, and uh, and our members are nowhere in the world in this sort of realm as well resourced as they are with BNI. Yeah, it's absolutely fabulous. And I think if uh, if our listeners would like to go back to episode one of BNI the podcast, which was recorded on the 3rd of February 2020, the year of crazy change, that's when we met with Lisa Bedden, who told us her story of why she joined BNI and how she went from startup to success in six months. So that's a great one to go back and revisit if anyone wants to hear the real passion about BNI and why someone may join. Yeah, and how um, how Veronica and I just stumbled through our first <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Maybe don't go back to listen to that. We're doing a better job these days, hopefully, even though the sound uh, quality, thanks to COVID, is, you know, we're still getting good content out there. 
Yeah, that was, and that podcast was recorded PC, yeah. <laughs> pre-COVID. <laughs> <laughs> All these new terms that are coming out now. This is a great opportunity, Brent, to just to, uh, explain to what a chapter education unit is, because if you have visited a chapter and heard the term CEU, would you like to explain to um, to listeners what that is? Well, it comes back to that core value of lifelong learning and promoting a culture of learning. So a chapter education unit is it's really just getting our keeping our members uh, keeping their pencils sharpened, so to speak, in, in a business sense, keeping their skills up in what we do. Um, you know, would you like to hop on a plane with a pilot that hasn't had any training? Not really, no. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> well, you know, um, would you trust your business success to someone who doesn't know what they're doing? Okay, and it works around the same thing. So the more our members are sort of upskilled about what we're doing and, and have their fingers on the pulse about what we're doing, the better the referrals they're going to bring in and um, the, the better business they're going to bring to their fellow members and the better ways they're actually going to find ways to bring in that business to to help everyone achieve that success we spoke of. So a CU point, a chapter education unit, is one hour of learning. Now, that could be reading a newsletter, that could be listening to this podcast and, well, two of these podcasts is one CEU because one hour, because we're usually about half hour. Uh, listening to about five of Dr Ivan Meiser's podcasts is usually one hour or one hour on uh, B&I University courses. And when you finish the course on B&I University, it actually tells you when you finish the course how long it's taken you as well. So you can sort of work out that and, you know, give or take minutes, whatever. No one's going to audit you on it. But, uh, you know, whatever you think's right. And uh, as a new member, it's expected that you would do one CEU point a week. So that's just um, a great tip for anyone who is joining BNI at the moment. The other really common question I get, and I'm hearing this a lot lately as I'm um, uh, processing applications, is what can I contribute to BNI and how do I bring referrals? What if I can't bring referrals? It's interesting that and I love hearing it because that shows me that's a great member with a giver's gain philosophy straight up. For sure. And a lot of people don't really realise, but um, and it's really hard to explain and hard to really get people people's buy-in on this, but once you are meeting with people and they're foremost in your mind, the referrals come quite easier because you're thinking about them, you know them, you've got that relationship. So what... I like to say kicks in is your reticular activator. Now, for those of you who don't know, the, your reticular activator is a part in your brain that that recognises uh, things are in the back of your mind, so to speak. So um, the best way to explain it, v, have you ever, um, for example, been shopping for a, uh, for a new car? And then when you're shopping about a certain car, whether it be you, it might be a new BMW, you start... Um, noticing all those other BMWs on the road that wouldn't have stuck out before? It happens all the time. And, yes, that is my favourite car, BMW, so I'm constantly seeing them. <laughs> so so what happens with uh, referrals within B&I is once you're getting to know these people, you're listening to them each week, you're building a relationship, you're doing one-to-ones with them, those opportunities for referrals that you may not have seen before actually you know, start to appear. And that's your reticular activator at work. So as long as you're doing the work to build the relationship and getting to know those people, the referrals then come easy. And a lot of members who have been in for a while and current members would tell visitors, yeah, I thought the same at first. I 
I thought I couldn't get referrals, but once I was uh, a part of this and I started to build relationships, I was finding referrals from people quite easier because, um, you know, they're foremost in your mind now. You've got the relationships and you're starting to see those opportunities you wouldn't have previously because your reticular activator's kicking in. It's uh, it's also worthwhile mentioning that part of BNI's um, support for a new member is teaching you how to bring referrals. So you're not just uh, brought into the chapter and left to your to your lonesome. We have a whole um, a whole gamut of resources and people in the chapter, like the new member mentor, and more experienced members and longer term members who are all there to support you in, in creating the best uh, member experience for you from the get go. Oh. 100%. And, um, you know, it's great that we've got an organisation where everyone's sort of rowing in the one direction. And uh, if you're all working together, all working with a common goal, you can defeat anything else in the marketplace. One of the other things people probably don't realise is outside of your BNI chapter, we're a global organisation. We have over 270,000 members worldwide, 9,500 chapters, and those members... Last in the last twelve months, have passed two point two million referrals between them. Would you like to hasten a guess on how much closed business our organisation has closed in the last twelve months? I'm going to say five billion dollars. Uh, a little bit more. Oh, Six, Sixteen points. Sixteen point seven billion dollars. Now, that is higher than the GDP of some small countries. The gross domestic product, what BNI members pass, it's higher than that. So it's an absolutely amazing organisation. And one thing that we differ from other organisations is that we actually track the business being done. So we get the members to actually report the business back being done. And that's only been in since about 2004. Believe it or not, we didn't we didn't do it way back when. But with technology these days, it's quite easy to uh, report it into the system and have those figures updated on a daily basis because we're all connected by a system called BNI Connect, which manages a BNI business worldwide. So you can connect with another member in another country and possibly do business with them as well, which we do see members doing business cross-country, not just cross-chapter, not just cross-state, but cross-country around the world in some instances as well. So it's absolutely amazing how it works and all those 270,000 members are connected by that BNI Connect system. Well, if you get an opportunity to our listeners, go back and listen to episode 20 of BNI, the Australian podcast, Worldwide Exposure Through BNI with Nick, with Lucas Nicotra. That's a fantastic example of... Uh, have I said that wrong? <laughs> no, 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 you haven't. I, I, I was just... I was just having a bit of a bit of a laugh because you're really good on the uh, on the on the Italian type names, and uh, yeah, you're struggling with that one. <laughs> just to everybody that's listening, we're having this uh, this audio podcast, but we can all see each other. And I just saw the look on Brent's face as he started laughing, so I just thought, oh, I don't want to do the wrong thing about Lucas's name. But that was a fantastic podcast where he talked about how um, he was able to access um, an audience on the other side of the world for some products that he was looking to launch. Yeah, and uh, we hear stories of it all the time with uh, people connecting across country uh, with business through there also. So, um, you know, if you're not everyone's in that, you know, in that realm, especially, you know, in Australia, some people are. 
And um, and one of the other opportunities with uh, one of the other podcasts we can probably refer back to is uh, we're looking at uh, episode four with um, Richie McGuinness, where he was able to uh, connect with chapters overseas to launch a product in a dump, in another market. That so that's BMX, well, not the BMX bikes. It was, but it was yeah, bikes. The, I remember. Yeah, the mini BMX bikes. Yeah. So uh, Richie McGuinness from uh, from up in the Sunshine Coast. Uh, he actually started a business in the US with a partner import, importing uh, mini BMX bikes and actually set up all the business and met all the protocols he needed to do to set up a business in the US through connecting with uh, with people, I believe it was in Delaware from memory. Uh, they were told there was the best place to set up a business. So he got recommended to local BNI people who set up that business there remotely for him from uh, the Sunshine Coast. Because that's what we do. So you, for me, I know that at any point in time, if I need anything, I can reach out to a BNI member and I get all their attention because they want to look after another BNI member. So I love that feeling. So another great question that we had is BNI a cult? <laughs> is BNI a cult? Well, we, as we always say, and I, I have to steal Dr. Ivan Meissner's saying here: uh, if BNI was a cult, they'd do exactly what the leader says. <laughs> and that tends not to happen. <laughs> so uh, a lot of people, a lot of people think we're some sort of uh, you know society like that. But when they come and visit, truth be known, they'll just see it's ordinary business people uh, collaborating together, working together for the for the greater good of each other and finding each other business. So um, yeah, and how it works under the givers gain philosophy. That's probably how. Um, you know, how it can seem how it can seem from the outside. A lot of people think we're um, like a multi-level marketing organisation like Amway, which is nowhere near the point. There's no downlines from our sales. There's no, um, you know, there's no commissions or kickbacks to the members or their referrals as well. And um, we actually have some MLMs as part of BNI, but we do ask them to promote the product. And we did actually have an interview with uh, with one of our great MLMs who have done, who has done really good uh, really good work, and that's uh, Netta Dow in episode thirteen. And she's an Arbon consultant, and she's been quite successful out of BNI, and she really leverages the opportunity, but she doesn't create the business opportunity and the downlines from it. You know that comes down the track, but uh, she leverages that opportunity with her group. Yeah, I actually, um, there are so many products that I purchase from from companies like that, such as doTERRA. I love um, uh, Lorraine Lee Linen. These are the people that I would love to bring into the chapters. And often those kind of businesses, you know, B&I is like the best kept secret. And yet B&I works so well for anyone who's selling a good product because you've got all these fantastic people in the room that want to hear and give you all their attention. They want to know about your business and they want to tell other people about your business. Yeah, and that's the benefit of dealing in referrals. You know, people prefer to deal with uh, someone who's been recommended by a friend or, a, or an associate because it takes away a lot of the risk in the transaction. Um, and referred customers uh, are four times more likely to buy from you. Um, I think it was four times the this, this status. So, um, you know, when you're walking into uh, the room to actually meet that customer, think about this. They already know who you are. They already know your product. They already uh, know that you may have a solution for them. And the person who's referred them has 
pumped up your tyres and spoke spoken highly about you. So basically, you've got 20% of the work to do. You don't have to build the relationship and gain that credibility because a B&I member's already done that for you. And that's what makes you know word of mouth marketing through what we do in B&I so great uh, for businesses because people hate, you know, some people like it, but people hate selling. They don't want to sell. They, they usually come to B&I because they don't want to sell. They want referrals. And uh, referrals are an easy way of doing it. So I think we've covered off um, a little bit about the next question. So the next question was uh, from another member, what do I need to do immediately? This this was from Jeremy. What do I need to do immediately to make me hit the ground running when I start as a new member? And I think that if we talk about the power of one, Brent, and you've already covered off about the one CEU point a week, but let's talk about also why we meet weekly and why people just can't come to every second week. What's the importance of that and how does that fit into the power of one? Well, if I was a, um, for one, if I was a new member, that'd be the main thing that you need to actually do is turn up to the meetings. It's a quite simple requirement. And uh, when you're actually a, a part of BNI, that is a requirement to set out that meeting time in your diary as a business appointment each week. So say the most of our groups have 48 meetings a year. We do have a few weeks off at Christmas and give or take the public holidays. As a BNI member, you should be actually filling out your calendar for the rest of the year so you make sure you haven't got any other appointments in that time. And if you're going to have other things that you need to do so you can actually plan someone to actually sub for you in that time. So it's all about building the relationship and credibility. And that relationship can't be built if you're not there. If you're not there, if you're not attending, and uh, you know, and it goes back to the old adage, out of sight, out of mind. And if you're not there, people won't get to know you. People can't see you credible. People can't see what you do. People can't be educated from what sort of referrals they need to bring you for that week. And you can't be educated for them from what sort of referrals you need to find. As a new member, I think the key would be to work the room quick and do as many one-to-ones as you possibly can with the other members of the chapter. And have a you know, get a feel of it. Have a select few that you want to target first. Have a look at some of the stats. Who's at the top of the stats? Who does really well out of this? Who are the real movers and shakers? Who are the people in the group that the other members speak really highly of? And they'd be the best people to uh, to actually go and do a book a one-to-one meeting with and, and find out what makes them tick, what makes them successful. So as a new member, turning up and doing those one-to-ones are key. And from that, the rest will come. From that, the uh, the referrals will come, the closed business will come because you're building relationships. So it all starts with those you know, two things, I think. And then the, the CEUs upskilling, uh, working out how to do it, that's key uh, as well. But uh, the one-to-ones and, the, uh, and turning up to the meetings are the first critical things for a new member, in my honest opinion. And one-to-ones, uh, for anyone who's listening that may not um, be aware of what a one-to-one looks or sounds like, at the moment it could be via Zoom or on the phone, but um, back in the old days we used to actually catch up and have a coffee sometimes at the end of a meeting. We'd actually choose to have 30 minutes with someone where we'd get to know about their business. Personally for me, being the talker that I am, Brent, what a surprise, I would actually find out as much as I could about that other person's business using the GAINS profile, which is another resource that uh, Alice, uh, that um, 
uh, BNI offer you to be able to structure that conversation so you're getting the most out of it, learning the most about that other person and their business. And then I'd organise another one-to-one where that person could then find out about my business. But that leads me to the next question, which I've been asked many times. If I join BNI, do I have to refer to the people in that room? Just before we get onto that, you've just reminded me I've missed something really critical in that last question. Yeah. And that is to do member success program as soon as you possibly can. And we have two options with this at the moment. We have the the BNI University member success program. Uh, it's eight modules. It should take you about two hours, 15, which will get you your first CEUs as well. But then also we have uh, a weekly um face-to-face workshop over Zoom, which takes a couple of hours. And there you get to meet people from other new members from around the place who are doing that system. You'll get some uh, uh, some key trainings on how to work the system and workshops on how to work the system by trainers who are the best at what they do around Australia. And uh, you'll get to be a part of that. And that's key as well. So back to your other uh, question, <laughs> which, uh, which was... Sorry, I've lost my train of thought now. <laughs> I was actually I was actually going to say too that um, for anyone who's listening, if you have an opportunity to go back to uh, BNI episode number thirty-two that talks about going for green with Lisa Gill. That's a fantastic episode that talks about all of the things that you can do as a member to stay in the green, which means basically just doing those four things in the power of one. So turning up to the meetings. So if you are thinking about joining, these are the things that we expect you to do. Um, Turn up to a meeting each week. Make sure that you schedule that in your diary. And if you can't be there, think about a sub that you could bring along. It could be a client, could be a friend, someone that works for you. Um, And also to do a CEU point each week. So upskill yourself and you have all those resources available to you and the one-to-ones where you can get to know someone in your chapter. Now, if you do those things, you will find that the referrals will go both ways. But back to the question, if I join BNI, do I have to refer to the people in my chapter? Right. Okay. Sorry for uh, missing that. I lost train of thought with the question. (laughs) I, I had to add that thing. So do you have to refer to people within your chapter? You know what? you're probably not going to refer to everyone personally within your chapter. And uh, a lot of people think, oh, yeah, this person, I don't know where I can find that person, a referral. But once you build the relationship, there's a very good chance you could. So looking at it from the outside in, you may think, oh, I'll never refer to that person. But once you get to know them or once that person finds you some good referrals, you think, oh, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can actually put that person in contact with the people they need. You know what? A lot of people think, think of that i'm not going to be able to refer to these people if it's something that they for their own spend okay so all they're thinking about is tier one referrals they're not thinking about actually introducing them to their contacts and listening out to their you know their contacts who might may have business for those particular persons so if you expand it to the broader market you say oh well maybe you won't need that person's product or service or maybe you've got a relationship already uh, with some, you know, with a profession that's already representing the group that you can't sort of break. Like you can imagine if you're, uh, let's say your brother was your accountant and, uh, you know, it would cause a real family, uh, family rift, war, rift uh, if you took your accountancy away from your brother who's been doing it for you for 15 years or something to give it to the 
to the member in the BNI chapter, you know, you probably won't do it. But that's not stopping you actually referring that person and getting to know how that person ticks from building the relationship with them, from hearing the testimonials from other members. So you still may, may be able to refer to them. But even if you can't refer to that particular person, you've still got 30, 40 other people in the room you'll be able to contribute to, even if you won't contribute to everyone. And, yeah, truth be known, V, and you'll know this from yourself and listeners will know this from their, their experience, you're not going to get along with everyone in your chapter. <laughs> it's, it just, we're all different personalities. It doesn't work. And uh, believe it or not, you'll look around your chapter. There's some people who you might just rub up the wrong way. They're never going to refer you. you. And, you know, uh, I don't know the secret to success, but the uh, the secret to failure is trying to please everyone. You never can. <laughs> so, um, you know, it, it's not a requirement to refer everyone in the room. It is a requirement to bring referrals to the room. And I think that's, uh, I might just answer off the next question there that um, it is how, it, what is a power team and why is it important for me to bring visitors into the room? And I can tell you as a celebrant in BNI, me having people in the room that I can refer to and refer from, not only does that help me expand my network, but also if I come into BNI already having a network of people that I work very closely with, if I can introduce them into the chapter, it not only grows the chapter, but it guarantees me referrals that I can make every week and it also opens up that person's network that I highly recommend and highly respect and work with all the time to my network of people who will also want to refer to them. Yeah, absolutely. And how would your chapter look if everyone brought their very best contacts along to be a part of the group? Yeah. Wow. You'd have a really strong network and with the best people. And, you know, a lot of people think, oh, I'm here for business. Why should I bring someone I'm doing business with already? But if everyone had that uh, had that thought, you wouldn't get the really high-quality people in the room. So, okay, you, you bring, you know, you probably shut off that side of the market for you, but you're going to get business from all the great people that the other people are going to bring in with the same adage. So if you can walk the talk there and lead the way and get all the best people around you, um, it gives a, you know, this enthusiasm and um, and and the snowballing effect becomes infect, infectious. And you know, once a chapter is really on the roll with the best people, guess who all the best people are connected to? Other good people. Yeah. So, um, you know, we said I had a director once say, um, "Don't invite idiots to your chapter <laughs> because idiots will bring idiot. other idiots. <laughs> idiots like to surround themselves with idiots. They don't bring idiots." And I seen Steve was having a drink on the other, and he nearly spat his drink out all over the equipment. But um, but it's so true, you know. Surround yourself with people you want to be like and want to be successful with, and you know, and watch who you enter into, who you um, who you invite into your room. Um, you know, one of Ivan's great books is um, is Who's in Your Room, and it really works well as a metaphor for being I chapter by not letting drama into your room. It's a great book. If you haven't had a look at it, I highly recommend it. Who's in Your Room by Dr Ivan Meissner. That's just a fantastic segue. I couldn't have scripted that better to the uh, the podcast, and I'm looking for the number of the podcast here now of uh, when a clown invited me to B&I. Um, <laughs> With John Williamson. 
with John Williamson. Um, if you can see that, Brent. If you listen, Episode 21. Episode 21. Go back. We had so much fantastic feedback about that. It, apart from the title, it's hilarious. The actual story of John coming into the chapter, being invited by a clown, well, that's one thing, but the growth that he, he had in his chapter by invi- inviting people and his personal and professional growth through B&I is just um, it's outstanding. It's a really great story. Still sticks out for me, that one. <laughs> um, all right, so another great question. Why would I? Why would my application not be accepted? Well, we have uh, all the chapters have a membership committee, and a membership committee is a gatekeeper to the chapter. So, uh, membership committee will go over those applications, go over your experience, your background. They'll call up your referees. They'll make sure a person is a right fit for their chapter, the person they're looking for. And uh, a membership committee may reject that if, uh, if something dodgy comes up online about you or or they don't think you have the right attitude to be a part of the chapter or they don't think you can possibly make the commitment. Um, some people, before they apply, they sort of um, they dig a hole for themselves anyway with the way they act as a visitor in, in the room. And uh, they membership committees, we're, we're talking... Chapters doing millions of dollars worth of business and, and membership committees don't want to risk that business on someone who they might not be able to refer to and they may, may not have confidence in as a business person. So truth be known, be nice not for everyone. Uh, or there may be something within the room that they may class as a, as a conflict with another member. And uh, that's their role to sort that out. They're the gatekeepers for the chapter. And in some instances... But, you know, your business might, they might think that your business is not right for that particular group or or B&I at the time. And uh, membership committees uh, reserve the right to, uh, on who they actually accept as a member. And I think it's also important to let people know that when you become a member in B&I, you're, it's a privilege to get in. But once you're there, the, the membership committee's role and the chapter's role is to protect each other as members and also make the best decisions for the member and the chapter as a whole. So some those decisions are not normally personal decisions. They're often decisions that are based on how you're going to be set up for success and how it's going to affect another member in the chapter or the chapter as a whole. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, um, you know, there's a lot of training around membership committees on, on who they let in. And, you know, if there's any doubt, they'd rather send an application back than have than have to possibly cope with drama down the track. Yeah. So I know that we're taking a little bit longer, but I also know that this is going to be fantastic for anyone who has been to a BNI meeting and just possibly needing a few extra questions answered. So I'm going to power through these ones. Brent, are you ready? Yep, sure. Okay. Does putting in an application and paying up front guarantee me membership? No. What about if my membership is being renewed? Um, well, membership committees, once again, uh, do have to approve members for renewal. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about the payment and payment options? Uh, well, a lot of, uh, well, payment for, for a membership is is pretty straightforward, EFT or, or, or credit card in a lot of instances. Uh, there will be online applications very soon. Uh, some regions offer a payment plan for someone who... Uh, for the membership part of the fee, for someone who may have uh, an issue for cash flow, that's also available for 
for renewals. And what you're paying for, you're paying for a licence program uh, that if you work that licence program, uh, you can actually uh, achieve uh, referrals for your business by working that licence program within BNI and access to all the facilities and the trainings and the members within that group. Who is BNI not for? Uh, BNI is not for someone with a wrong attitude. Uh, you know, you need a great attitude to be part of BNI. That's what we look for. You need, you need to be positive uh, and supportive. And if you're not that, um, you know, BNI won't work for you and you won't last very long in the group and you won't get referrals. And what about if I start BNI and I decide it's not for me? Um, if you start, well, we, we'll try and help you. We, we like to make sure that everyone um, achieves success. And, you know, if you find you, uh, you know, a lot of people don't really, a lot of people who say that don't really utilise, they don't leverage the opportunity. So a lot of people say, oh, BNI is not working for me. But then you look through and they haven't turned up. They haven't done one-to-ones. They haven't done any of the education on offer. They not, haven't become a really team player or, or endeared themselves to the other members of the group. So, of course, if you're not doing that, it's not going to work for you. Um, B&I doesn't work. You have to work it. And we might just leave it on this. It's like, you know, we might have said it before on our podcast, it's like joining the gym. If I opened up a gym and I said, here, you know, give me your payment to join the gymnasium for a year and I'm just going to make you fit everyone would be wanting to come to the gym and actually pay me to be that. But, um, you know, when you join the gym, you've still got to work the program. You've still got to go and work the equipment, sweat, turn up each, each for each of your sessions. And, you know, away from the gym, you've got to work on it too. Like you just can't leave the gym and go and drink beers and, and, and eat pies because you're just going to undo all your good work. So, you know, B&I is the same. B&I is you, you're, you're paying for a, for a system and paying for a, a somewhere where you can actually work that system. So, you know, you need to actually, you know, turn up each week. You need to promote your business in a positive way. You need to do one-to-ones. You need to educate yourself on how to make this work. And uh, you need to actually open up your network and, and lift the givers gain philosophy and find people referrals to make it work. Do I need an established business to join BNI? I've got a startup. Am I able to join BNI? You know what? I think... The main thing we're looking for with people is people with the right attitude. If you've got the right attitude, you're coachable, you can make the make the commitment, um, you know, why not? How many times can I visit a BNI chapter before I have to make a decision? BNI chapters you can only visit twice. Okay. What a fantastic podcast for anyone uh, who is considering BNI as part of their marketing strategy. Please, members, go back and listen to episode 34, which was our last one, featuring Brett Stone, who talks about his experience with BNI, some of the things he could have done differently, and why he is a high-performing member in uh, in his particular chapter at the moment. Brent, thank you so much. I really hope that um, people out there that are listening, that are considering or have been to a BNI meeting, do really think seriously about what they want to do in their business. If they want it to grow and they want to have a support network and system to be able to help them to do that, really at the moment, um, until we go back face-to-face, back into venues, and and 95% of BNI is face-to-face, isn't it? We've got a couple of online chapters coming up on board now, but face-to-face is the magic. Well, that could could possibly change. You know, we're we're hearing uh, some chapters, so they're going to be a bit of a hybrid model as well where they... 
meet once a month and and do online for you know three meetings a month that sort of thing um you know who knows some some chapters are fully back face to face now around the country which is great um because we're in victoria we probably think everyone's still on zoom but it's not really the case you know some some people are back doing traditional meetings like nothing's happened. So, um, yeah, it was great to sort of have those questions today. Thanks for putting me on the spot. I hope I answered them as well as I could. And um, we'll be back with our next episode with our uh, with our normal programming. We'll resume with a guest. Thank you very much, Brent. And thanks again, Steve, for making sure everything ran smoothly today. To our listeners, members and prospective members, thank you very much for listening to B&I, episode 35, The Australian Story.